Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Brian Ward. Praise God. Come on, let's give God the glory. We've got a good God. I think this morning we've established we've got a good God. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Please take a seat. I was looking this morning, actually, to bring out uh, testimony cards. Because we're in a season this morning, uh, we're in a season, not this morning, we are in a season this morning, but we've been in a season of what God is doing, of how God is, uh, we're seeing the victory of God in each other's lives. We're seeing victory in, in, in lives uh, of people that don't even come to this church, but because of what we're carrying is affecting stuff on their lives. From te- Adrian and Dennis' testimony, from Ron's testimony and Deborah's, and from Donna's testimony this morning. We need to get these testimony cards, I think, re-established. I was looking for them this morning, but couldn't find them. But what I'm believing God for is to see testimony cards being filled out by every person within this church, whether you're a visitor or whether you're a, a, a member of the church here in Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Because we're in a time, we're in a season of God doing his promises. We're we're seeing the breakout, the God who breaks out, the Lord who breaks out. It's not by chance that we've been looking at scriptures of how David uh, took victories against his enemies. I think in two chronicles that we've been reading, of how he, he went to the place of the Lord, he inquired of the Lord, he heard from the Lord, and he sat down and did nothing. Is that right? What did he do? Sorry? Come on, come on church, stop mumbling. <laughs> he did what God, he did what he heard God tell him. We need to be a people of obedience as well as faith. Faith working through love. And what I'm seeing this morning is a church in front of me where God is changing his people to see miracles happening, to see people coming out of the church body, coming with testimonies of what's going on in their lives as well as the lives of people they're in contact with. And I think that's tremendous. There's a great joy in my heart this morning to uh, the Thursday nights we've been having. so encouraged to see the church stepping up this morning and on Thursday nights. Uh, Claire was leading on Thursday evening and uh, it's a tremendous time of prophesying. And it wasn't just from Claire, but it was from the church that were here on the Thursday night that most people bought that, which they heard God saying to them on Thursday. And what that does to us is it encourages us as God's believers. It encourages us that God is still on the victory side. We're still on the winning side, church. No matter what the storms we're going through, our anchor is secured in Jesus Christ. Great prophetic song this morning. Thank you, Joanne. She's there. Thank you, Lord, for that prophetic song. And it says we start to rise up and start to speak out and sing out and Uh, and look out of what God is doing as we're inquiring of God and hearing from God and doing what God tells us. We'll see victory after victory after victory. And that's what excites me. I don't want to be in the age of where I, 
I, I live my life and not see any victories, whether it's in my life or in the, the, the life that God has placed me within this church family, within my community. I want to see families set free. I want to see diseases and illnesses. It says, they that lay hand on the sick, they shall recover. And I want to see more of that. I want to see more people coming to Jesus because of a love that he has for them. As well as a destination for eternity. When you get the black and white of the gospel, it's either heaven or hell. We can't be a people that just preaches the good news of the gospel and not mention the, the effects of, if we don't ask Jesus into our lives. Hell is a real place. Heaven is a real place. And God's plan and purpose, he said, is that none should perish. He doesn't want anyone to perish, but all have everlasting life. That life isn't just about where we are now, but life is for eternity. I was really blessed uh, last Sunday, Jossie was speaking, I've been blessed most Sundays actually, (laughs) because there's such a wealth of what God is doing through people and what people are bringing, what God is doing for the church at this time, a time of where we're saying no to the enemy, enough is enough, stop, no further, you've had your day, we are the winning side, not the devil, he is under our feet, we say stop. No sickness come through this door. Come on, church. Your will be done as it is in heaven. Here on earth as it is in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. There's no depression in heaven. There's no mental sickness in heaven. So I want to see heaven's kingdom, that which we carry within us, see it in the physical. Praise God. Are we excited, church? Some of us are. Are we excited, church? It's the day to be excited. You know, when you go beyond the physical sight and the hearing of things within this world, of fake news or what's happening with Russia and Britain or what's happening with Brexit in Europe or what's happening with the American president, what we're seeing is an army of Jesus Christ that's on the march and cannot be defeated. It is not... Is not tied by the things of Brexit. It is not tied by presidential uh, presidents or kings or kingdoms within this world. It is, t- is controlled by a, one who is a king of kings and the lord of lords. The one who says, I am the way, the truth and the life. The one who says, uh, my anchor, if you tie onto my anchor, you shall not be swept away. The one who says, I am your rock and your salvation. The one who says, I am your healer. The one who says, I am your provider. That we're not a people that shrink back. We're not a people that shrink back, are we, church? We're not. But we're an army that is going forward. And what I like about the army of God is that everyone has the giftings to bring together. It's not about the person that stands up at the front. It's not about the, 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 the leadership. Yes, that's important of, uh, uh, of how God uh, works through his people. But what it's about is the the body of Jesus Christ. It's about the bride. You look beautiful this morning, bride of Christ. A day of the wedding is coming, is drawing near. Our bridegroom is coming soon for us. But not until, but not until, but not until we see victories. 
Not until we see more people coming into the kingdom. Not until we start seeing God's provision being released so that communities can be blessed. But you're a beautiful bride all the same. Praise God. Jossie last week. Uh, amazing message. If you haven't heard it, just listen to the podcast. It's, it's about being in the Holy of Holies. You know, God has placed us in the heavenly places. He's placed us in, in, in the kingdom, if you like. He's seated us in the heavenly places. But it also says, come boldly into my presence. Come boldly into that Holy of Holies. And uh, he's got many testimonies to bring. I'll tell you, we need to be speaking them out because uh, God is a good God. And last week I was writing, as I was writing and hearing of what Joshua was bringing, he was saying it's about staying in the Holy of Holies and operating from the Holy of Holies. We go into the Holy of Holies, we stay in the Holy of Holies, and we operate from the Holy of Holies. We're operating from a kingdom perspective, not the kingdom of this earth, but the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, if you like. I loved what Paul brought to, uh, um, when we are at Hollybush, he, he quoted a, a statement from the two cities. He says, these are the best of times and these are the worst of times. The tale of two cities. But the tale of two cities that we're involved in is the the heavenly city and the Babylonian city of this earth. But the city that's going to be winning is the one that you belong to this morning. And if you don't belong to it this morning, maybe today is a day where Jesus is saying, come into my city. No longer the Babylonian city of this earth, but come into my city. Allow my kingdom to dwell upon you. A place of safety, a place of victory, a place of healing, a place of promise, a place of power, a place of strength, a place of blessing, a place of peace, a certain place, a place of comfort, a place of praise, a place of provision, a place of encounter. What are we talking about? The Holy of Holies. The place where Christ has seated us. I was reading recently in uh, in the Bible. I think it's in one Timothy four. I think it is, and it talks about. Uh, let me just turn to that a minute. Let's help if I get my Bible up as well, won't it? Praise God. Can you hear me still? Thank you, Jesus. Let's just look at 1 Timothy 4. You know, we can't plan the mornings that we're having this morning. I've got stuff written down. Whether I'll get to it or not, I don't know. I'm just going with what the Holy Spirit's given me at the moment. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Jesus! There's like goosebumps that came over me during that worship time. It's just a presence of God. It's a holiness of God. Oh, Jesus. 
Oh, receive it, church. Come on. Just receive his presence this morning. Lap it up like a dog laps up water. I'll tell you. Come unto me, all who are thirsty. There's a drink, there's a, something of a heavenly water that quenches our thirst, that we can't quench within this city of Babylon, but we can at the city of heaven. Oh, lap it up. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Sharasabako Soroto. Hallelujah. Oh, dear. I can't even read now. My eyes are watering. Oh, Jesus. Oh, where are we? 1 Timothy 4. Old wives' tales, eh? Who'd have them? Check I'm in the bin. That's where they belong. How many of you still don't walk under a ladder these days? The only reason I don't walk under a ladder these days is due to health and safety, not because of an old wives' tale that I cross the road. Gone are the days of chucking salt over my shoulder if I spill the salt pot. Come on, church. Come on, church. Set yourselves free from old wives' tales and myths. Eh? They have no room in God's kingdom. That's the Babylonian kingdom. We've all done it, so don't lie to me. Before my time. What salt sellers? The only salt we need is the salt of the kingdom of God. You can chuck that as far as you want, I tell you, to affect people's lives. Is there? Yeah, come on. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Train yourself. Train yourself. We need to train ourselves to be godly. Train yourselves to be godly. For physical training is of some use. It's not bad for a 60-year-old, is it? I don't think I've been to the gym for quite a... Well, probably for a good year at least. But what does I say about physical training? It's not that it's not important to be physically fit. But there's something about the gym of God. God's gym. Not the gym down the road at Barry Lane or wherever you go to. It's about God's gym. Train yourself to be godly. Physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. So how do we train ourselves in physical training, in godly training? It's by coming on a Sunday, it's by coming on a Thursday, it's about going to your life teams, it's about getting hold of the manual, the health and training manual of, of God and reading it for ourselves and studying it, of what God is saying to us collectively as well as individually, and not just of hearing it, but putting it into practice. I can't just go to the gym and sit on a rowing machine and expect myself to lose 15 pounds or something like that. I've got to work the rowing machine. I can't go on a treadmill and not switch it on if I want to lose weight. I can't have the word of God and just keep it on my bookshelf... (laughs) 
and not read it. But not just not read it, but also do what it says to do. Because it says we do things, as we do what God is asking us to do, we start seeing the godly fitness of the church arising. That nothing can stop it. Godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Going to the gym isn't going to do me much good when I'm on the other side of eternity. Whether I have a six-pack or a little bit of comfort around my tummy. But what will help me is the godly training that I'm preparing myself for now is good for eternity to come both this side of heaven and the other side of heaven. There's such a richness, there's such a range of activities, more than just a marathon within this book, more than just a treadmill within this book, more than just uh, some loose weights within this book. It brings life. It brings freedom. It brings the promises of God to his church. I wasn't going to speak on this. I don't know where this has come from. <laughs> Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. There's not many sayings of today that are trustworthy and are worthy of full acceptance except for the word of God. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father unless he comes through me. Whatever fitness regime I go through at the gym or within this world won't get me into the place of eternity to spend it with Jesus Christ and with my my God, my Father. But the spiritual training that I train for now is good for this side and for eternity. And for this we labour and strive that we put our hope in the living God, who is the saviour of all men, and especially of those who believe. There's so much that goes on within the world from the day that Jesus was crucified and his resurrection and his ascension to the days that we're in now of a world that is looking for things and putting their hope within things that last for a season and then fade away. Gymnasiums closed down. The gymnasium of God never closes down. It's open 24-7. There's no fee to pay, it's free. The only fee that was to pay was paid for by Jesus Christ, who made the way for us. His club's probably one of the biggest clubs within the world. It's never declining, it's always on the increase. It's a club that we're part of, that we're... You've got a great... um, word Claire on Thursday night when you're about cooperation was it partnership partnership 
that we're in partnership with a God. God is in partnership with his people. A father and his child, a father and the son. When we start our, our walk, when I first went to the gym, uh, I was probably a bit more rounder than I am now. And so the exercises, the exercises that they give you, the, the trainer that comes alongside you, uh, might be a bit for the cardiovascular, you know. Uh, maybe I couldn't run on the, the treadmill, so I went on the step, if you like. The, what was it? The cross trainer, that's the word. And so you build up as you keep going to the gym and you, you, you go frequently. And as you go to the gymnasium of God... And you start reading the word and you start studying it and you're getting involved in your life teams and in the church. You start building up your strengths, the gifts that God's given us. I think in 1, 1, Corinthians, talks about, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, I think it is, it talks about the gifts that Jesus has given us. They're free. You don't pay membership. They're free. And those gifts, let's turn to it. I think they talk about the pastoral and the, is that right? Uh, 1, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12. Wow, I've got nothing like this written down. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians 12. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. From verse 1 this is, You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by the one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. These are given free. God's given you these gifts. So that we're not all prophesying at the same time, that one might prophesy and one might bring an interpretation of a tongue or one might speak in a tongue, but we all have the gifts. He may say to Ron, Ron, I want you to prophesy. All prophesying is, is to give a word that God has given us. We're not there to determine whether that word is right or wrong or, or what we give. It's just being in obedience to God. He's a training instructor. If we don't do what God's saying, then we're going to get spiritually fat. <laughs> Does that make sense? Another time he might say to Ron, well, Ron, I want you to lay hands on the sick and heal them. But it's the same spirit. But we all have these gifts. It's... The, the different exercise machines within us that we need to take hold of and start to operate with them. If we want to see people healed, we need to go and lay hands on the sick and 
declare healing over their bodies. Sickness has no authority over the word of God. It comes under the word of God and is destroyed by the blood of the cross, Jesus' blood. By his stripes we are healed. And so that's, uh, that's one lot of gifts of the Spirit that's free, that's given us. The other set of uh, spiritual gifts is what we produce in our lives. I think it's in um, Galatians chapter 5. I'm not sure on the verses. But it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Sorry? 23. Thank you, church. It's great when we're working together in partnership. (laughs) Verse 23. And it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, is patience, is kindness, is goodness, is faithfulness, is gentleness, and is self-control. But the fruit of the Spirit isn't given to us. That's what is produced through us when we step out in obedience to what God is doing in us. Does that make sense? So the fruit, you're not going to get an apple unless you plant the seed in the ground. How many apple trees do you get from a seed? How many? Acres, isn't it? <laughs> from one seed? How many seeds are in one apple? What happens if you start planting those seeds? The seed, the word of God, is as we start to plant the seed of God in our own lives and in the lives of people around us, we start seeing the fruit of the love. It's no good saying that nobody loves me. How many people are you loving? If you want to see the spirit of self-control, you have to start walking in self-control. That's right. That's right. I'm not, you know, the plank in my eye is far bigger than the speck of sawdust in yours. So I've got my own problems to sort with God. You sort your own problems out with God. All right? I can't go to the gym for Claire and see Claire lose weight. She's got to go to the gym for herself. She doesn't need to lose weight, though. (laughs) So you know what I'm saying? I can't bear fruit for somebody else within the kingdom of God. But I can encourage them to bear fruit. We can all encourage one another to bear the fruit that God wants in their lives. It's saying, yeah, take hold of that word. Nigel, you're such a man of prayer. I just see the the hand of God is so powerful upon you. Nigel, I don't know if those that don't know Nigel, he's... He's a great teacher of the word. And the only reason he's a great teacher of the word is because he's he's spent time within the book for himself. And from coming under the anointing of others that have taught him from a young age. That now he's able to take that. He's put away childish things. And as a son of God, he's taken the word for himself. And he's powerful in his declarations. I never hear a negative word come out of Nigel's mouth. He's here every Sunday morning declaring the word of God. He wants to see God working in his life, in his family's life, in his community's life. He's a man that takes trips out to India and other places. Yet, he's a great friend as well. 
But that's because he goes to the gymnasium of God. I can see you, Nigel, going on other mission trips in, in months to come. Take hold of that. You see, when we come under the obedience of God, and as, as we step out for God, we leave the results up to God. Roy, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I see that there's been times, there's times in your life, even now I know of times, but this is what just what God is saying. That what the promises that he has for you are promises to grow you and Teresa together. That what the enemy is trying to tear apart, there's nothing that can tear the blood of Jesus apart. And so it's, as you walk, you're, a, you're an amazing man of God. You, you, there's a wealth, you show me, it's, bit, it's a bit like a, a bank vault. There's a great wealth of God's richness within you. And the days are still to come for that to open up. It feels like the enemy's tried to put a time lock on that, on that safe. But the safe is, I, I see this safe opening up and there's such a wealth of God's natures. Not just in the physical wealth, but in the spiritual wealth. Of where you've got a great heart for people, for the lost. And you're going to see a great harvest in your time. And for Teresa, Roy's wife, at this moment she's going through battles, enemy battles. But that is because what we're doing here as a church, the enemy doesn't like it. It seems like he's trying to raise his head all over the place within the church family, but guess what? Oh, sorry, that's um, downstairs. I better not knock too loud. (laughs) But that's where the enemy is. He's under our feet. So I speak wholeness over Teresa right now, that she's got the mind of Jesus Christ, that her mind is renewed that the enemy does not have his hands on her, that he takes his hands off her right now, and that we see, Lord, right now, uh, total healing over Teresa's body. She is a mighty woman of the prophetic, and it's because the enemy is trying to take her down, but he has got no chance. He is defeated. We need to stand on the promises of God. We need to stand and start training God's ways. That he's the instructor of our lives. We need to encourage one another. I love the way the life teams are coming together. Ron and Deborah. Yeah, Ron's just retired recently from work. And uh, I don't know whether Ron thought he was just going to be on a sunny island for the rest of his life. <laughs> I think that was probably his thinking. <laughs> but God's got plans for you, Ron and Deborah, together. And what I've seen over this last year, you know, that something happened when we were, um, we have our days of favour, if you like. It's the start of our church year is around about September is when Kingdom Faith Yorkshire came together. And we, we have a, a week of prayer and fasting around about the beginning of September. And this last September, God did something mighty, uh, mightily powerful in, in the church then and what he's continuing to do now. 
And what I see Ron and Deborah is, uh, um, Ron and Deborah aren't the people that shrink back. But I've seen an increase in works, in Ron's work, work, work rate, if you like. Not in the work of the world, because he's retired from that, but in the work of the kingdom. And God's raising you both up. There's a, a wisdom, uh, there's a great wisdom that's coming upon you both, that has come upon you both. And you're walking through that right now, Ron and Deborah. Is before where, um, uh, gosh, I mean, you're, you're quite a, a bit like a bulldog, Ron, I think. <laughs> I think you used to jump in with both feet at one point. That's what God's showing me. But now you're stepping away from that. There's a maturity that God's showing you. And what you're doing now, Ron and Deborah, is that you're inquiring of God and you're hearing from God and you're doing what God says. And in that obedience, he's, there's going to be a great fruit in, in your lives. Uh, you're going to see people set free because of your obedience to God, because you're taking up that, that, that manual of God's fitness, his, his gym regime. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that release further wisdom and just that spirit of... Uh, God's showing me now. Yeah, it's just like um, there's wisdom, but there's also that uh, you're able to see things, Ron and Deborah. There's something that God's showing me that it's when people's lives come to you, when you're involved in people's lives, there's something that God's saying that uh, as well as the wisdom that he's given you, it's like a discernment, that's a word, discernment. And there's a greater discernment that's coming upon you both, that you're seeing past the lies of the enemy. You see, church, it's not about, it's not about um, flesh and blood. The enemy works through flesh and blood. But it's about the principalities and the powers is our battle. And when we go through battles, when we're going through the storms of life it's so easy to point the finger at others because that's the way the enemy works the blame culture but what we've got to stay focused on is because we're kingdom people heavenly kingdom people, kingdom of heaven and not of Babylon is the promises of God is the truth of what God says, who we are, and the love of a people of who he's created. He's the father of all. He's the creator of all. It's hard when we come across things in our lives where people blame us for things. And whether that's Christian or non-Christian, it's work of the enemy. There's no one greater who suffered more than Jesus Christ of the accusations that he received. Crucify him. I don't think anyone said that to me yet. Praise God. But sometimes the storms of life feel like that, that we're being crucified. And where the battle is, it's in the heavenlies. And so when we come together corporately, on Thursday night was just tremendous, wasn't it, Claire? Uh, Those that were, who was here Thursday night? Yeah, it's quite a few of us. 
but there was a declaration that was going on. The people were just bringing the word of God and declaring it over our town, over the situations, the characters and characteristics of God. How do we see God today? Who is God for me today? Is he my warrior? Is he my provider? Is he my healer? Because he's all of these things, but he can separate himself, if you like, in a way that today I'm going to be David's provider. Today I'm going to be his, his strong tower. Today I'm going to be his joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Claire, the joy of the Lord is, is your strength. Claire was our worship director for quite a few years. But God is moving you on. You know he's moved you on. Uh, and such a prophetic, uh, uh, a prophetic gifting on Claire. Uh, uh, with her and Kate and the, the team that she's built up around her that we're going through with the church family at uh, uh, this prophetic training course. And it's just seeing the fruits of that now. We're starting to see the fruits of that as those that have been on this course are realizing, hang on a minute, although my knees might be shaking <laughs> when God gives me something to say, I'm going to bring it anyway. This morning was great. Donna came up to give testimony of what God's done in her life about this clear results of a mammogram. Olive's come up and shared the word of God. Shona's been up. There's people that are coming up and it's happening on a Thursday. It's because the church family are involved. Partnership with God. It's not about one individual. It's about the family. It's about the bride. It's the biggest training camp I've seen. It's a training camp of Jesus Christ. And it's the best training camp I've seen. Emma. Don't be fearful. He hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Acceptance is from Jesus Christ, not of what you try to be or who you are. It's what God sees you as. And he sees you as his, his son. He sees you as his bride. And that, that, that's your, if you like, that, that is a, a place where God has you, it, that he's saying to you, your acceptance is my acceptance for you. Take hold of that. There's a richness. There's a richness in what God has for you. But it's not through trying through your own strength. It's through just submitting yourself to God. There's a healing in you. I don't know if you've suffered from acceptance personally in your life, you know, of not being accepted. I don't know what your life story is. But God's always loved you and always accepted you, even before you said yes to Jesus. And it's, it's just resting in that, that truth. Thank you, Lord, today that I'm accepted in your sight. Thank you, Lord, it's nothing that I need to do, but it's what you've done already for me. That's, that's your confession to God every day. Thank you, Lord, that I am your son, daughter. When I talk about son, church, I'm talking about the sonship. Uh, not as in a, a male, f- figuratively speaking, but this, we're all sons of God, if you know what I mean. It's the sonship of God. There's a shackle. It, it seems like there's a, it's like a padlock upon your mouth, Emma. I don't know what that is, but... Uh, God's saying, just trust me and just speak the words I give you to speak. It's not about leaning on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. 
and he will direct your paths. It's not to be fearful that where you've been let down before, you're going to be let down again, because God never lets us down. So just take hold of those. Just check, you know, test it with God. Just ask him. Well, that's what I see for you. He's got great works for you, Emma. Kareen. Again, I've seen you. So I have to say. Um, yeah. It's like you're. It's like you're in the harbour, you're in the church, but it feels like you. You seem like you're getting bashed about a lot. It's like the waves of the earthly kingdom is chucking you about. You, there's about a foundation. There's a foundation that God has placed you on. He's placed you on the rock. There's a, his anchor is your foundation. But what he's saying at the moment is that you're easily swayed to and fro with the things of what people say about you rather than what God's saying about you. And he says, I've given you ears to hear that you hear my voice. And to shut their ears, your earthly ears off to those who are around you. That are, uh, but listen to what God is saying to you through those around you. You're a real people person. And he, there's a, an effervescent of the Holy Spirit upon you. There's a... a um, a real bubbling up, if you like. And I, I just see that overspilling into people's lives because what you carry is something, a great love of seeing people set free and coming into the kingdom. But he says, don't be tossed to and fro anymore. He says, you're a son, you're no longer a child. He's, but we're all children of God, but it talks about putting away childish things. And there's a maturity that he wants to do within you. And that, that, that's done by standing on his promises. That's done by coming to the, the, the gymnasium of God. That's done by taking up the word and standing on the promises. That's done by listening to those who speak. For those who speak to us and over us, our leaders. What I don't want to be is a loose cannon. What I want to be is a, an arrow fired from God's, God's direction. And I want to hit the target where God's showing me to hit. Joanna. <laughs> Joanna's one of our trustees for Kingdom Faith, Yorkshire. And um, that comes with its own responsibilities and choices that she has to make for our church with the other trustees. We're, we're, we're accountable. You know, Pastor Paul and Kate are accountable. We are as a church leadership uh, to the trustees, which is rightly so, um, because we need to do everything above board. We need to do things in order, in God's order. But also, Joanne, is... Um, <laughs> This morning just reminded me of your. There's a, 
If you ever went to Lamplu House, uh, people that know Joanne, she used to be the housekeeper there for us. It seems ages ago now, doesn't it? But there's a joy within Joanne. There's a there's a shrill. There's a tra la la la. There's a la 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 la. There's the, the you know victory we can get by singing praises to God. And there's power in Joanne's voice that we heard this morning as when she's declaring things. And this isn't just uh, uh, within this community here, within this church, but it's uh, even at home and in a workplace. It might not be a, 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 a verbal tra-la-la-la, as David's saying it is at home, but <laughs> praise God. But in a workplace, it's within the spirit man. She may come out with one, I don't know. I, I've not been to a workplace, but she may every so often come out with a la 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 because of what God is doing in, the, in that circumstances. And Joanne's a trainer. She's a great teacher. She works for a company that teaches people. And where God has got you in the, in the world at the moment, there's lives that you're touching without you realizing it because within that training program that you bring to people, there are kingdom principles. And so God's, you're going to see fruit from that, Joanne. I really believe that. And not just there, but start bringing that authoritative teaching in, into the church as well because you've got a lot to give. You're a great teacher. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Joanne, Lord. I thank you for the work that you have for her. I thank you for David as well. But Father, I just thank you, Lord, that the work you're doing through Joanne at this time, Lord, that her victories are seen through her worship, Father, I thank you, Lord, that she takes up the word of God, that she's standing on the promises of God, and she's releasing the promises of God within her workplace and her surrounding area. There's quite a... There's, a, there's such a, a presence of God around you, Joanne, at this time. Uh, and that's going to increase and not decrease. Glory, glory, glory. It's five to one. Wow. Sorry, God. <laughs> well, I'm not sorry because I'm just giving, bringing what God's given us. I could probably go on for the next two hours, but I'm not going to. I don't think anyway. <laughs> this morning has been about... Not just this morning... It's a season God has got us in as a church. There's been so much about how we go to God first, inquire of Him about whatever situation we're in, church. It's about hearing from God, but it's also about doing. It says, don't just be hearers of God's word, but be doers of God's word. And church this morning, I, I, yeah, I better stop. <laughs> There's so much I want to, sh- to speak over people, but um, yeah. Joyce, there's an authority over you that is so powerful. Those who don't know Joyce, she's, she seems a very quiet person. But 
she's a great teacher of the word, so is her husband Richard. And their knowledge about Israel and about God's word and the Old Testament and the New Testament is something to grab hold of. It's another part of God's training ground. Take an opportunity to speak to Joyce. Joyce, I see there's an authority that's coming on you or has come upon you because I've seen it in action. And People said Jesus was gentle. He was in a way. And that's how I see you, Joyce, gentle. But there's an authority. It's when you speak out, it comes out. <laughs> Not quite as loud as that. But there's an authority from your, from, from your demeanor, from the way you carry the Lord's presence. And the way that you speak out, there is power in what you bring. And I just see an increase. You're like a one-on-one person, really, rather than a group of people. You will speak to a group of people, but God showed me there's going to be more opportunities of speaking into people's lives as individuals. And what you're bringing is a freedom and a life, because as you're delving into the truth, as you're in God's gymnasium, there's stuff there that's coming out and you're able to see there is a prophetic edge to your life. And so don't shrink back on that, but embrace it and take hold of that because what you speak out into people's lives, they'll see a change in their lives as they take hold of that. Pastor Paul and Kate, they're away this weekend. We've got a leaders conference down in Horsham. Uh, we have a yearly conference, uh, Sharon and I going this afternoon. That leaves Adrian and Dan at the helm, praise God. They normally come with us, but uh, due to work situations, they're not able to come with us. But do pray for us as a leadership this week, because we're excited in what God is doing in Kingdom Faith generally. Uh, it's all the Kingdom Faith churches come together, the leaders of those churches. But not just them, but those who relate to Kingdom Faith. So there's a lot of uh, different denominations that come down to Horsham for this next three days. So pray for us for a, a fresh insight. There's an excitement that's going on of, about the Lord of Breakout. And if you want to see the Lord of Breakout in your lives, start to get fit spiritually. Start to take hold of the promises. Start to inquire of God, hear from God, and act upon what God gives us. Because I'm continuing to stand with the church here to see, we are as a leadership, want to see more salvations. We want to see Scarborough change for the better. We want to see universities coming, the, the CU and the university. Have we got any people from the CU and the university here today? Not today. I know Tom Wright's involved there at the moment. There's going to be a, a, a great growth within the young people, within the Christian Union of universities, of the campus of Coventry. Crossboards. I know you guys are involved in crossboards. Uh, is it crossboards? Expect a year of fruit. Expect a year of what you're sowing in is like, is like that, 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 the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to see... Uh, you're going to see a, start seeing a harvest this coming year. There's been a battle for you. It feels like the storms out at sea recently has been like it for you guys since you've been here. But the, the, the calmer waters are coming, not so calm that people can't surf. 
but not the storms of life that you guys have been through. Uh, God's showing me. Uh, there's a calmness, there's a, if you like, a calmness to the effect of not stormy weather, but surfing weather. And the effect that you're going to have on the surfing community is, uh, is going to be amazing. It's what Scarborough needs. It's a great surfing town. People don't think Scarborough is a surfing town. It is. Uh, even just up the coast as well. So expect great, you know, expect to see fruit this coming year. Surfing weather's coming. But in that surfing weather, it's not stormy weather. Uh, people's eyes, it's like storms over people's eyes. Some of these surfers, uh, but what they're going to see is uh, the love of Jesus Christ through, you, through the work you guys are doing. Amen. Take hold of that. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just commit ourselves to you today. I, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that we uh, are a people who want to be part of your gymnasium. <laughs> we want to be a people that are trained, Father, for this life and the life to come. And Father, we thank you for opportunities of encouraging one another. Continue to encourage one another, church. Continue to build one another up. Continue to see the testimonies of God of the things he's doing in your lives and in the life of this church. And Father, we thank you for Paul and Kate. Father, we ask that you bless them, Lord. We ask that you keep them safe, their families, Lord. We speak about wholeness and life over them. We speak health over them, Father God. We speak your provision over them, Father God. We speak your protection over them. Father, give them fresh. Give them fresh insight, Father God. Of bringing, leading our church, Lord, in this area. Father, bring them to a place where we all see the fruit of their labours. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for being so patient. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.